0: a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry. Regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day.
1: Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I'm so thankful to be with you this morning. When I think about the way that God is working in your lives, when he's working around your lives, how he's working through your lives, I get so excited because here's what I know. God in his goodness and grace, he has allowed us to come together to study his word. And I'm just grateful for that. I'm thankful for your lives. I'm thankful for your hearts. I'm thankful for your families. I'm thankful for the call that God has on your life and that you have set aside time in order for us to open God's word together for us to share life together and I just want you to know that I love you and that I am passionate about God's work in your lives. Recently I had the opportunity to record a live teaching session of my material called Free to Thrive and it was such a special time. I was with special ladies and God moved in a mighty way. He showed up and he showed us the concept of freedom. He showed us what it means to live in the freedom that he provides. We looked at Galatians. Galatians It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And as we looked at this concept of freedom, we learned that Jesus came in order to secure our freedom, that he has a full, free, abundant life for each one of us that is over and above what we can ask for, what we can imagine, what we can provide for ourselves. And so for us each day, we have the opportunity to walk in the freedom that Christ provides. And as we ended our last session together, we were talking about the importance of trusting God, trusting him with our hearts, trusting him with our homes, trusting him with every aspect, every detail of our life. And we were looking at this call to trust God that is found in John chapter 14 verses one through six, where Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. And as we were looking at that particular passage of scripture, we read and we we discovered a definition for the concept of trust. And this particular definition, it rocked our worlds because as we looked at this definition, we were challenged to trust God in regards to who he is and how he faithfully works in our lives. So I want to recap that definition with you. And then we're going to go back to our live teaching to unpack this definition together. The definition for trust is an assured reliance on the character, the ability, the strength or the truth of someone or something. And as a result of trusting that person's character, strength, truth, and ability, there is a willingness to place our confidence in that person or thing naturally as believers in Jesus Christ. We are called to trust God at such a deep level that we know his character. We know his ability. We know his strength. We know his truth. So we have a confidence when it comes to our daily walks with him. So as we go to our live recording of Free to Thrive, we're going to pick up with the concept of trust. And we're going to see that we can trust the character of God, the ability of God, the strength of God and the truth of God. So join me now as we unpack these truths together. Sweet friends, we are free to thrive.
0: So I started to think about the character of God. The character of God describes who he is. His word is full of wonderful instructions that teach us who he is. He is our creator. He made us, he formed us, he fashioned us, he created us for a purpose. He loves us. He loves us so much that he sent his son here to die for us. So we see God is our creator. Not only is he our creator, he is our sustainer. So as we're living out our time here on this earth, he He is literally sustaining our life. Uh, There's a beautiful passage of Scripture that we're going to look at in a few weeks that's found in Psalms chapter 3 where David is proclaiming how good God is because he sustains his life. And what David said is, I lie down and I sleep and I wake again because the Lord sustains me. To know that our heart is beating, our blood is pumping, not because we're necessarily in super good health but because God in his goodness and his grace allows us to walk on his earth and to breathe his air now that's something that I can trust so he is our creator He is our sustainer. We also see in Scripture when we're thinking about who He is, that He is our protector. He has a will for you. He has a plan for you. And what Scripture states is that you're going to fulfill that will. You're going to fulfill that plan as you faithfully follow hard after Him. That gives me a sense of trust in who He is and how He's working in my life. Not only is He our creator, our sustainer our protector scripture says he's also our provider that's a good word for us ladies because often we look at our resources and we think not enough lord not enough not enough time not enough money not enough experiences not enough friendships not enough fill in the blank And when we look at the Word of God and we see how He works in our life, we see that He is always faithful to provide what we need. And as a result of that, we can focus on Him. We don't have to focus on those needs. We can focus on God and He faithfully provides. So if we are going to trust God, we have to understand His character, which is who He is. And we have to see Him as our creator, our sustainer, our protector, and our provider. We have to understand his ability. If you're going to trust something or if you're going to trust someone, then you're going to have to understand what that thing can do. So when we're putting the concept of trust into a spiritual context and understanding the ability of God, we can see that God daily bears our burden. That difficulty that you're going through right now, that overwhelming circumstance that you currently find yourself in where you are literally having sleepless nights over it. We will see through God's word that he daily bears that, that he willingly bears that and absolutely nothing is too difficult for him. His strength talks about how God works in our life. Can I tell you that God works in your life and he works in my life in perfect faithfulness. That means that he is never out of touch with where you are or what's going on in your life. He is always in tune with your needs. He sees you. He knows you and he graciously, graciously works in the midst of your life in ways that we often don't even see, in ways that we don't even understand. We have to understand as well his truth. God's pure intentions towards us. He loves us. He is passionate about us. He is with us. He is us. For us, Scripture states that God is light and that God is love. There is not a shadow of darkness in him. So when you're asking yourself the question, can I trust him? Remember his character, remember his strength, remember his ability, remember his truth. And when you focus on those four aspects of who God is and how he longs to work in your life, you will find that you will have a response within you that you may not even begin to understand. And you will have a response of confidence in God, confidence in who he is and how he is faithfully walking you through your time on this earth. And the the result of that will be a deep abiding faith and a willingness to place your dependence and your trust in him. As Jesus was drawing the disciples to the side, he was saying in verse one to them in the midst of their difficulty, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. As you think about your overwhelming situation, as you think about your overwhelming circumstance, do you hear the heart of your loving Savior drawing you to the side and giving you very much an instruction do not? go to the place of anxiety. Do not go to the place of overwhelmed feelings. Do not go to the place where you are on the emotional roller coaster. so that you're okay only when your circumstances are are okay. And and that you are literally falling apart when your circumstances are falling apart. But rather to have this deep abiding faith that even in the difficult times we know that God is with us and that He is is for us and that we can and should place our trust in him. It is such a crucial aspect as we understand how to prepare our hearts to thrive, that we would trust God with all of our hearts. The second instruction that we see in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6, is that we must embrace a big picture perspective. Look at at verse 2 with me. Jesus is saying, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, and I am going there to prepare a place for you. Now, you and I both know the rest of the story. We know that Jesus is speaking of heaven here. The disciples were were clueless. They had no idea where Jesus was going and what kind of room he was preparing. But I want you to hear what Jesus is saying. He's saying, instead of looking to your circumstances, Circumstances in order to try to gain your bearings in order to try to gain your perspective in the midst of difficulty look up Look up Go to that place of a big picture perspective whenever we think about going to that place of a big picture perspective We are called to embrace it to embrace Something means to take it up gladly. I wonder if you know the difference between embracing something and having something just completely forced upon you to the point where you begrudgingly accept it. There's very much a difference, but when we have a big picture perspective, when we have an eternal focus, we will find that it is so easy for us to gladly take up a perspective of eternal things over earthly things. So when I'm talking about a big picture perspective, I want you to understand what I'm talking about, here's what I mean. We embrace a big picture perspective when we know that there is more going on in our lives, and if I can add, around our lives, than what we can see, what we can measure, and what we can comprehend. You see, we see the temporary things. We see the bank account. We see the health report. We see uh, the difficulties and the outcomes of a strained relationship. That's what we see. That's what we measure. That's what we comprehend. The disciples in John chapter 14, they're seeing physical things. They're thinking about a physical location, a physical room, a physical house. And the way that we know that, the reason that we know that is because they're saying, how do we go to this place? How do we get there? We don't know where you're talking about. Show us where to go. Show us what to do. But if we are going to thrive in the midst of our daily circumstances, in the difficult times as well as the the easy times we'll have to continually challenge ourselves to embrace a big picture perspective to know that there's more going on in our hearts and in our minds and around us in our circumstances than what we can see, what we can measure and what we can comprehend and we should always challenge ourselves to see and to accept and to gladly take up the eternal things of God over the earthly things of this world. And if I can just be so honest with you and just speak just a few moments from experience here, there's nothing about taking up gladly the eternal things that just happens naturally. It comes as we faithfully have a disciplined walk with Jesus so that every single moment of every single day, we are conforming to the image of His Son so that we are becoming more like Him in the way that we think, in the way that we act, and the way that we react to the circumstances that are going on around us. A big picture perspective, it helps us to embrace that number one goal that God has for us, that we would be conformed to the very image of his son, Jesus Christ. You see, when we embrace that big picture perspective, no longer are the things of this world valued as high as they once were. Now the eternal things of God, they take precedence in our hearts, in our minds, in our resources, in the way that we spend our money, in the way that we spend our time, and in the relationships, the way we relate to our husband, the way that we parent our children, the type of friend that we are to our neighbor, the type of daughter we are to our parents, and the type of church member that we are right here in our churches, that we would so desperately long to follow hard after God to the point that the way that we live our life is impacted. That's what we have to embrace. That's what we have to take up is this perspective of God that is focused and rooted in this spiritual, eternal things that He clearly values over the temporary worldly things.
1: In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit AndreaLennonMinistry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's AndreaLennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea
0: the third and final point that we see in John chapter 14 verses 1 through 6 is that we must walk A clear path. I want to pick up. In fact, let's go back up to verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas says, time out. We don't have a clue what you're talking about. Verse 5, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going. So how can we know the way? This verse of scripture, John chapter 14, verse 6 is extremely familiar to you, I want you to hear it in a fresh new way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I think it's important for us to note the original recipients of John chapter 14, verse 6. You see, often we will use John chapter 14, verse 6 in the form of evangelism when we're sharing our faith with our friends or our co-workers or our family members who have not placed their faith in Jesus Christ. And it is a wonderful verse for us to use to share our faith because Jesus is the only way. He truly is the truth and He is the life and there is no other way to come to the Father but through Him. But do you know what strikes me as I look at this passage of Scripture? The original recipients of John chapter 14 verse 6 were the inner circle. It was the disciples. It was the people who rubbed elbows and served with Jesus day in and day out during his earthly ministry, during his time as he walked on this earth. And that just spoke volumes to me because it reminded me that I too, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I too, as a disciple of Jesus Christ, I too, as one who walks on this earth and longs to serve him, need to remember the importance of recognizing every single moment of every single day that Jesus is the way, that he is the truth, and that he is the life. When we think about Jesus as the way, we have to understand that he knows where we're going. I don't know if you've ever felt the need to help him. I was feeling that need just this past week. I was in California with my husband and we could not get home. Our flights, we missed them and then there was snow and and it was just overwhelming. I so wanted to be back, to be with all of you, not to mention to be with my children. I mean, I was so frustrated and I had a good little, you know, crying party, honestly, right there in Denver International Airport in Terminal B. I mean, I didn't even go to the bathroom and find a a small, you know, bathroom or spot. I just had a good little crying spell. Why? Because I wanted to go home my way. I wanted to go home in my time, but I had to recognize and submit to the authority of God. For whatever reason, we weren't going to go home on Monday. We were going home on Tuesday. Jesus knows the way every single moment of every single day just saying Lord you tell me where to go Lord you tell me what to do that we would recognize Jesus as the truth that we would know that he has given us his word so that we can know how to live right here during our time on this earth there is not a, a, a more meaningful thing to me in my walk with the Lord than the fact that he has given me his word so that I can know how to live so that I can know how to act so so that I can have a set of go-to beliefs when those difficult times hit and they're going to hit they're going to hit for you and they're going to hit for me so that I can have those beliefs housed in my head and housed in my heart to the point that when those circumstances hit they are hitting not an emotional roller coaster but they are hitting solid truth Jesus is the way he is the truth and he Is the life do you remember how we started off talking about the life that just survives that wakes up in the morning and just tries to get out of bed the life that that just tries to make the school lunches the life that just tries to go to work the life that just tries to go to the grocery store the life that just tries to come home and to get everything done and the life that just tries to get to bed on time and to sleep hopefully somewhat through the night so that you can wake up and do it again the next morning let me tell you Jesus Jesus offers a life that is completely different than that. He is offering a full life, a free life, a life that's thriving right in the midst of those ordinary days. So as we walk this clear path, as we recognize that Jesus is the way, that He is the truth and that He is the life, we must take hold of His teachings and we must ask these teachings to change who we are at the very core of our being, that we would know that truth, that we would invite the Spirit of God to make application of those teachings to our very lives, that we would live it and then that our lives would literally demonstrate in word Indeed, the difference that Jesus makes in us. So what is our application as we're moving forward in order to thrive together? Freedom is ours in Jesus Christ. It is ours. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm in it. Know it. Believe it. Trust it. Uh, just, Just say, Lord, thank you for it. Then ask yourself the question. How much freedom? Am I accessing? Am I displaying? Am I embracing on a daily basis? Freedom is not dependent on your circumstance or my circumstance. We can thrive on the easy days as well as the difficult days because on both days, on the easy day as well as the difficult day, we can be conformed into the very image of Christ. And that's the goal for our time here on this earth. Finally, freedom is worth the fight. Oh, sisters, I hope you can hear that. I hope that you believe that it is worth the fight. It's worth getting in there and engaging in battle. You know that secret sin that you're dealing with. You know that overwhelming circumstance. You know all of those difficulties and those struggles and those trials where you have just accepted it. And you have just said, this is just a part of my time here on this earth. That you would catch a greater vision. That you would understand the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ to the point where you realize that he has purchased your freedom over that situation, over that circumstance and he is inviting you to trust him. He is inviting you to gladly take up his big picture perspective and he is inviting you to walk that clear path every single moment of every single day that is based on him as the way, him as the truth and him as the life. So freedom is worth the fight. Are you ready to engage in the battle? Are you ready to deal Dig deep and to discover practical ways to thrive right in the middle of your day. I hope that your answer is a resounding yes. I hope it is. Count me in. I'm ready for this adventure. You will have a devotional that will help you as we're moving through the next nine weeks together. Each day, you will read one devotional and you will be be asked to, to make application of the teachings in that devotional to your daily life. I want you to hang on because God through His Spirit is going to meet you in your quiet time and He's going to show you what it looks like to thrive. And I'm so excited to just be a small part of this amazing spiritual adventure. Let me pray for you and then we're going to get started. Lord, I just thank you so much for, for, for these women. God, I thank you so much for your Word. Lord, I thank you so much for the price that was paid by Jesus on Calvary, securing our freedom. Lord, may we embrace it may we take it up gladly, may we engage in the battle so that every single moment of every single day we are moving past a life of merely surviving. Father, that we know what it looks like to thrive and we'll give you the praise and the glory. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. This episode of Inspire on the Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth on the Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.